Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Azure podcast with your hosts, Sam Foote and Alan Armstrong. If you're new here, we're a pair of Azure and Microsoft 365 focused IT security professionals. It's episode two of season five. Sam and I had a recent discussion around Microsoft Defender XDR, a unified portal to manage all of your Microsoft security instance in a single place. Here are a few things we covered. What is XDR? What is Microsoft Defender XDR? And what Microsoft security products uh, feed into the portal? We've noticed that a large number of you aren't subscribed. If you do enjoy our podcast, please do consider subscribing. It would mean a lot to us for you to show your support to the show. It's a really great episode, so let's dive in. Hey, Alan, how are you doing this week? Hey, Sam, not doing too bad. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, good, thank you. Uh, it's, what is this now? Are we third working week of 2024? Um, so we're definitely past the happy new year phase, right? I think I think we've yeah. we've probably got to that stage now, <laughs> to be totally honest with you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it feels longer, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that is the thing with uh, January, isn't it? Right, you, you, you. If you if you're lucky enough to, you you get a break, and then you've got a big long month to sort of slog through, right? So, um, yeah, no, definitely. Um, any interesting um, technical sort of updates over the past week that you've uh, been excited by? I guess the the sort of the only announcement we heard at the beginning of this week about um, new. SKU and some um, minimum requirements for Microsoft Copilot for 365 um, that came out so more people can actually start using it that are on the, the smaller or lower numbers um, of you know licensing because there was a cap for 300 minimum of 300 seats and now that's gone so it's really good so people can start testing it out a little bit more yeah definitely and you know that uh, the the scenario of being able to use Copilot with your own organization's data, um, you know, is you know we've seen some really sort of powerful use cases of that. So it'd be really interesting to see as more people test that, get on board with it. That you know, and I think this will just allow organizations to, you know, start that validation right. You know, uh, by a, a smaller subset of users, some licenses, and then see you know how how you get on with with efficiencies right without having to you know, make quite a big investment of 300 seats, you know, build annually, you know, it's, 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 it's quite a big one. Um, and, and maybe not, you know, if you balance that with productivity and, you know, in, in then in turn cost savings, right. Um, but in order to validate it, you, you had a pretty steep, you know, um, a risk that you had to bear probably now, but you, you, that, that a lot of that's um, gone away now. Yeah, definitely. You're right. Cause trying to understand the ROI on it. It's going to be quite difficult at the start because you're just going to you're just going to be in adoption mode at that point, aren't you? And making sure things, well, I would have thought that people would have been making sure that, you know, data secure and things like that before, you know, sort of doing it. You've got 300 seats sat there ready to go. You know, it's not wasteful, but your ROI obviously is harder to, or takes longer to achieve. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, so what are we learning about this week, Alan? Yeah, so we're going to probably do, it's kind of like a um, a refresher, I guess, because we did XDR uh, in season two. Um, so this is kind of when it when XDR started to come out and, you know, the concept and that. Um, 
it's kind of like a refresh about what's new um, and go through it again um, because yeah, it's it's been a couple of seasons now, it's probably like a year and a half since we uh, talked about it. So it just needs updating. Um, so yeah, I think that's what we're going to go through today. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Alan's going to sort of take the the lead. Um, I'm, I'm going to fire off some questions. So yeah, let's 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 get started. Um, so Alan, um, XDR. Um, can you sort of explain uh, the acronym and uh, what the sort of benefits benefits are of it? Yeah, sure. So XDR um, is in effect um, extended detection and response. Um, so this is on top of um, what in before you know extend EDR, uh, EDR XDR came out, it was um, uh, detect and response on its own as it kind of sounds but this was in effect you know detecting um issues issues incidents within you know with the security incidents within your organization and then be able to to respond to them you know whether um through manual processes or you know through automation um so, you know um yeah or, orchestration um so that's that's kind of uh that part so the extended part is bringing in multiple um kind of say pillars products uh into that single place to be able to then correlate against multiple sort of attack vectors so um we could talk about this being um your endpoints uh your identity um as well as um things like email um firewalls um you know networking um as well as um your applications so this is bringing it into into one place, and it's a bit more than just um, you know your 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 seam capability, because um, this is being able to also respond um, to any of those products and to you know, somewhat automate the correlation between all of them. So if we talk about you know, seam, um, yes, we can get those those signals that log data in there. But then we have to um, correlate against all of those products. Um, but also, um, we have to be able to uh, respond, um, you know, potentially auto, you know, automatically. Um, and that sometimes is could be quite, quite difficult um, when you've got um, uh, bespoke. Um, I say bespoke, but uh, you know, si- single, you know, vendor products. That then don't communicate with each other, or there's no APIs to be able to you know do remediation. So, um, the XDR sort of scenario is bringing you know all that data in to be able to give you the holistic view of your estate, and then being able to um, use automation to be able to you know stop an attack, um, disrupt it. Um, so some of those scenarios are that you know you have email come in. Um, it's a zero day attack. You know, it's gone through the filtering. Um, maybe the the URLs within that email are not activated, not weaponized. Um, so from from the the mail system, um, it seems okay. From the you know, the phishing, the you know the the extra text you might have on it, um, and it gets to a user's you know endpoint in effect. At some point, that is weaponized, and then the user clicks on it. Um, at that point, then you know that then 
the EDR solution then starts seeing you know activity and maybe it starts to um, uh, start protecting itself and blocking. Now, as it's doing that, it's then checking when we're going into our XDR system, it's now been flagged with an incident with, you know, something happening on this endpoint. It then identifies the user, uh, goes and checks their email, finds out that it was a phishing email. So then it can start purging that email across the rest of your state. So now you're starting to you know protect your, your organization. Um, but then it goes and looks at their identity and then starts, you know, checking whether, you know, there are any um, potential um, uh, unusual, you know, unusual activity on that user and then can potentially start, you know, blocking that, you know, blocking that user from logging in. So we're now, you know, protecting, you know, multiple, you know, attack vectors or multiple sort of pillars, like I was saying, um, and then being, you know, being able to do that quite quickly because it's all about, you know, how quick you respond, you know. So this is all, you know, potentially all done automatically, um, or at least is providing the, the the SOC analyst or the you know the the security analyst the information ready to go, all in one place. So that's kind of what XDR is, and kind of as as I started saying, you know, the benefits are it's the it's the meantime to uh, response. Um, being able to see everything in one place, um, as well as be able to, you know, again, similar to Seam, you've got all your logs there for advanced hunting to be able to see across the, you know, across the board there. So we're effectively seeing the amalgamation of, you know, singular technologies or security solutions into one sort of holistic system that, you know, coexists, understands one another, and sort of gives you a more of a unified uh, view and response mechanism, I suppose. Yeah, exactly, and um, what? Yeah, ex- exactly that. And we're seeing, you know, various um, security vendors, you know, Microsoft, um, uh, Crowd, CrowdStrike, um, and, and various ones are now bringing out. You know XDR solutions where they can now cover more of those, those those attack vectors, those pillars of, um, of yeah, of data kind of thing. So, like you said, it's being able to bring it all together and then to be able to remediate as quick as possible across those products. Because we see when we buy, um, sort of pockets of you know solutions, it's very difficult to for them to understand each other. And to get an an a um an awareness of what's happening in an attack, because it might be that you know a a an, you know one AV product you know finds that um, device you know finds a you know a malware starting to activate, but then wouldn't tell any other solutions that it's happening, which then means they're not then you know increasing their you know um, monitoring or you know, checking that, you know, the user that's been affected and, you know, that side of thing. So you're then not, you know, protecting other areas. It's only when, you know, that user then becomes unusual in that other area that's being covered by another product. So it's very, um, you're kind of blinded, I guess. It's kind of like you're all in locked rooms, I guess, and something's happening here and then you can't see it and no one's communicating. And then you go to the, you know, so then the, the, you know, the, the attack goes to the next room. This is now sort of saying, 
you know, everyone, everyone's got radios, all the doors are unlocked and they can shout out the door going, something's happening. I don't know. This is not, probably not a very good um, um, sort of, not story, but you know what I mean? Um, scenario, but that kind of thing that, you know, that no one's telling everyone that's happening to stop, you know, the it spreading kind of thing. My 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 initial thought is is what what's the difference between XDR and Seam? Because um, you know Seam at its core, from from my sort of understanding, is is sort of bringing like multiple log sources together, right? You know, it, mm-hmm. it's got that let's call it single pane of glass, you know, sort of um, I- environment. Um, what's the difference uh, b- between the two? So Seam is bringing, in effect, bringing your data into a single place, like you said, and then you generate, you create rules, detections, um, to, to, you know, to identify, you know, potential attacks. But that is just bringing the data in it and, and passing it to the, to the SOC. So, um, then you, you know, then the SOC or your, your security analyst have then got to go off and, um, go and tell the separate systems how to, you know, respond to it. Um, which is all, you know, okay, but this is now bringing, you know, automation built in that's able to 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 see all the data, um, and because it's all a potentially, you know, potentially a single vendor, it's able to communicate in 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 effect. When you get an incident, it's already correlating all of the different areas against, you know, that all, all the activities happening within the, you know, this potential attack, um, into one place with the ability to then go and disrupt it automatically or remediate where it can there. So I think it's more around, so Seam is giving you the information in one place. Um, XDR is doing that, but then bringing products of the same sort of vendor per se, um, and then being able to do that correlation automatically as you get it, and then be able to remediate across the, the product suite that you have in in almost not say one click but you know being able to to automatically remediate across the board without you having to really do too much so it's bringing efficiencies on top of just uh, seeing the data and getting alerts okay great um so defender xdr um which is you know microsoft's uh, xdr offering um so sort of what are the features that we're seeing there and you know and, and sort of how does it work yeah, so this is, I'll probably give a little bit of history around Defender XDR. So Defender XDR is its new name. Uh, it was be- called for, it was called before Ignite um, in 2013. Um, Microsoft Defender, Microsoft 365 Defender. Um, but previously to that, it started off with just being, I say just, but just being the security center where you can see your, your secure score. Um, and it also had um, Defender for endpoint in there. So the EDR capability. So that's how it sort of was born. Um, and then as Microsoft started to bring in um, some, of the, some of the other Defenders into, into play, so Defender for Office, uh, Defender for Cloud Apps, and Defender for Identity, um, they then started to bring those products into the portal. So that's been happening over the last couple of years. So now uh, 
Defender XDR has now got um, so the, the, the key sort of three or four products um, that Microsoft originally started off with um, now into that single in single portal. There are still a few things still moving, um, but now it's been brought into one place. And um, within that, um, you can now do advanced hunting against all of the um, all of the data there now. It's all in one place. There's not separate sort of systems. Um, so now you can you know easily correlate against um, the other data. So the Defender XDR portal is now um, got those products in. It's now recently brought in new some other new sort of data feeds. Um, but in essence, it's got this automatic instant response built in now, which is that that sort of AI-driven um, automation there. So when we see an incident, it starts an investigation. And as it's doing that, um, so, you know, kind of that scenario I said about an email coming in, um, an investigation gets started. It starts pulling lots of data about the endpoint, um, you know, potentially there being a, an attack on an endpoint. Um, whilst it's doing that, it's remediating the endpoint. So it's, you know, stopping the malware from running, blocking ports, blocking communication to command and controls, that kind of thing. Um, but as it's doing that, it's now looking at the user. It's looking at how it came in. You know, is it by our email? If it works out, it's an email. It then scans, goes and checks what the attachments were, what the URLs were using Defender for Office sort of product to do that. Once it works out it was a malicious email, it then goes off and does a um, zero-hour purge, um, which then removes it from the you know, any references to this for the user, but anyone else that's received it in the organization. Um, you know, the safe links, safe attachments, all that gets act, you know activated and all gets you know blacklisted. So now we can't you know now we can't you know uh, another user can't be you know compromised. Um, so that's doing that. And then, like I said, it can then go off to um, identity protection. It can go to um, Defender for Identity um, to see whether there's any unusual behavior on, on premise in the cloud to then start you know, potentially disrupting there. Um, so that's kind of where Defender XDR is. Um, what they've also added recently is um, automatic disruption. <laughs> excuse me, automatic disruption. So this could be um, containing the user. So stop the user from being able to sign in on premise or or or, or any um, endpoints, and I talked about this thing. I think I talked about this last last week in the um, in the news kind of thing. So that's really good. So you can stop a user, you know, trying to log on to another server or machine and spreading malware once you know because their account's been compromised. Um, but we can isolate the device to stop it from communicating with anything else as well. Um, and it's just really starting that sort of process there now where they're Microsoft are now bringing in all these new disruptions and um using the data from these other products so um yeah that is in effect what defender xdr is now it's now you know bigger um and really the core part of the you know the security suite now or the home of it at least yeah definitely it really seems like it's that glue between those you know um well-established products before right you know um being able to map sort of an incident well as much as an incident it's reasonably possible across those tools right because if you are if you are in microsoft's i'll call it security ecosystem right you know you've 
you might have your productivity license, you know, gets you maybe your windows in your office. Um, but then maybe you've made that investment to go uh, into, you know, uh, defender endpoint identity, um, you know, and, and various other technologies that are there, you know, uh, tying all of those together. So they're all working together makes a, makes a lot of sense. Right. You know, and, and effectively, I know it's all part of the same thing, but you're you're effectively getting that cohesion for free. It's probably not the right way of looking at it, but it's included in the price of admission, really, right? You know, you're not just you're not just buying, you know, Defender for Endpoint, Defender for Identity, Defender for Office 365. You know, you're actually buying XDR. Well, I suppose as long as you've got the license which covers or an amalgamation of licenses which gets you, you know, coverage of those technologies. Uh, you're getting that all like loop, looped into one thing. So l- like you were mentioning, you could go and buy singular point solutions whose you know, capability may be deeper or uh, maybe more um, uh, mature, uh, but they stand alone. You know, they, they do one job and they do it, you know, uh, really well the majority of the time. Um, but when you want to then connect that with another, so it, you know, a common, I think you, you might've talked about it anyway, you know, a common scenario is, you know, um, isolating a user's device, you know, um, based on, uh, a malware detection as an example, like quite a simple, um, potential scenario. And it's, it's, it's quite a nice one to automate because it's not particularly disruptive. Um, it might be for that user, but it's, you know, a singular user action, um, it's based on the device. So there's, it's sort of not network wide or anything like that. It's, you know, it's very zero trusty in its sort of nature. Um, having all of these um, technologies talk together allows you to create those automations relatively simple or manually remediate, you know, in that thing. But if you had a different EDR product, you know, then it might have the capability to do that, I suppose. You know, that's of the devil's advocate, I suppose. But, um, but but flowing it into all of these different areas and being able to stitch them together um, is a lot simpler in a singular ecosystem. You know, we 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 see the benefits of singular ecosystems in other places. You know, uh, think app stores on your phones. You know, um, highly connected, highly integrated um, systems um, uh, can um, can be a limitation. You know, let's let's be honest about it. They're you know, uh, when, when when these technologies are integrated with each other, the simplicity of it does sort of mask some, you know, of the um, configuration, customization, I would say, because you've sort of got what you've got, right, in some respects. Um, but when they work together, they work together really power, you know, in a really powerful way, um, which that aggregate effect, I think, is probably unmatched, really, you know, um, with with the effect that it can have. And effectively, all we're talking about here with security is uh, disrupting attacks, right? You know, and that's uh, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, and it's, <clears throat> I guess, it's coming back to um, there's always that we always hear that that saying of I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket, and you know, putting all my security products into into one solution, you know, into one you know vendor. Um, you know, and, and like you said, there may be, you know, some best of breeds out there. Um, like you said, you know, because we see it with, um, 
just you know networking you know, firewall stuff i've seen you know we go for best of breed rather than you know anything that we would we've already got or or things like that so um i think there's a different i think we've got to understand is like kind of what we've been saying is that it's okay to have best of breed but if they don't communicate with each other they're like we said they're they're a light in a in a in the dark on their own sort of thing you know not covering all sides so bring them bring them into one place yes you are relying on that vendor you know we're talking about Microsoft at this point but um you know we've we've always you know majority you know if you think about um you know windows you know most organizations you know only use windows or you know or mac and some linux but generally big organizations have windows that's almost you know bringing yourself into a single you know into a single product i guess within an environment um but yeah bring bring them all together and and there's there's a there was a meme somewhere I can't remember someone on LinkedIn did it. And I think I've talked about it before, but you know, they said, you know, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Um, so they kind of said, well, how'd you carry them then? Well, then you've only got like, you can do a handful in your hands, you know, cause you're so busy looking after multiple products and monitoring multiple products. Um, so then the next bit is, well, you don't put them in a basket. You don't put them in a basket. Do you? you put them in a carton, you know, an egg carton where they're all lined up so they're all like neat and all you know ready to go so it kind of brings it back to that that it doesn't you've got to kind of bring it all in together to get that you know that cohesion that you said but um it's just getting you know be able to it's all about disruption and your meantime to recovery because you know if there is well there is a shortage of you know security professionals out there you know, some of it has got to be automated. Um, and if we can do as much of that initial investigation or continuing investigation to help, um, you know, get, you know, be able to resolve the issue before, you know, it gets any any worse, then, you know, we should definitely be, you know, looking into that. I mean, if we look at small organizations um, and if they bought, you know, an XDR solution, um, then they're able to, you know, they not, might not be able to afford, you know, a full-fledged um, sock or, yeah, might not be able to, you know, f- you know afford that. But if, you know, if they have something that's doing as much as they can auto- automatically without them having to, you know, buy multiple big products, because, again, you might have to buy an appliance. You might have to buy a cloud service with minimum, you know, numbers. You know, this is bringing effort in one hit, you know, um, and then be able to cover it all. So there's definitely a lot of benefit there. Yeah, n- n- no, definitely. And we have seen that in the flesh, haven't we? You know, um, day to day, the the sort of effortless nature of bringing all that data into one place and displaying it, um, it, it is is quite impressive. Um. So yeah, do you want do you want to go through some of the uh, um, the solutions that actually feed into Defender for XDR? Because I, I think that's probably worth you know people knowing about the sort of um, the scale and um, the the size of the solutions that sort of feed into it. Yes, yeah, so I kind kind of 
talked about some of these, but um, so as you said, you know, and like you like you were saying before, you know, you don't have to have everything to have XDR. It's just you you you're covering more you know more areas of your organization if you have more of the the suite. Um, but yeah, as we said, you know, defender for endpoint. So your EDR, your your endpoint, um, AV and EDR. Um, you've got your defender for office. So enhancements to um, you know exchange online protection. So your mail, your mail protection as well as anything within Office three six five like um, malware in Teams, SharePoint, etc. Um, you've then got defender for identity, which is your on premise identity. If you do have a presence, you know an Active Directory, so it's monitoring activity on there, um, which can feed out into um, ADFS if you still have that. And uh, recently, the um, your um, your uh, certificate servers, your PKIs, as well. Um, and then you've got Microsoft Defender for Cloud apps, so your SaaS applications. So you can be monitoring those that side of things. And that was kind of the core for some time. Um, but now you can bring in um, uh, Microsoft Defender um, threat intelligence. So you can then see, start seeing some of that information in there and start feeding that in. Um, some of the new ones are that you can now bring in Microsoft Defender for, for cloud alerts. So now you're trying to, now you're starting to bring in all of your, your alerts into a single place. Um, so again, if, if Defender for cloud sees some unusual activity and then it can, uh, that instant can then be checked against the, um, the EDR that you're running on your servers to see if there's any unusual behavior on there. Um, and then uh, recently, Microsoft have sort of announced a unified sort of view of that portal as it's kind of becoming to Defender XDR. Um, access to actually test it out is um, private preview, um, but Microsoft have already documented publicly um, sort of the interaction and the configuration of it. Um, so... What they've done now is that you're now able to bring in Microsoft Sentinel into Defender XDR. And beforehand, it was kind of it's kind of the other way in that um, you'd bring alerts from Defender XDR, Microsoft 365 Defender at, at that point into Sentinel, so that then you could do um, extra investigation against that alert from you know the XDR system into the other data sources you might have, like firewalls. Like you know, in effect, your third-party sort of areas to continue continue investigation. Um, whilst that that connection's still there, um, now you know they're in effect integrating, uh, communicating with your Microsoft Sentinel and that your log data into Defender XDR. So what that means now is, if you're doing advanced hunting, you can now query against the Sentinel data. Um, and your defend your, your defender XDR data, so your endpoint data as well as um, you know your firewall logs. So you can now start seeing where IPs are going around the network, things like that. Um, and that wasn't really previously you weren't previously able to do that without ingesting the Microsoft Defender XDR logs into Sentinel. And because of the XD, the Defender XDR system 
um, it collects a lot of data from endpoints and various other places. So there was a lot of data there. Um, it's quite, I mean, I've not used any other EDR you know, solution or XDR solution. So I can't judge if this is normal, but, you know, be able to see, you know, every activity that's happening on that device. And, and that's all being logged into, into Defender XDR, all the network, you know, communications automatically in there. And you're not paying for that. You're paying it for that as part of your license. Um, but if you wanted it in Sentinel, you had to, you know, in effect, make a copy of that into Sentinel. And that would be generally, we'd sort of notice it was quite expensive. And you have to decide which sort of data you'd need. Well, now Microsoft have brought it the other way. You can now do that querying in Defender XDR without having to pay that because it's in effect um, reaching out to Sentinel to collect the data, you know, not to collect the data, but query the data for you in, in Defender XDR. So it's definitely some um, better integrations there and be able to do that advanced hunting and be able to see all your instance in one place as well. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of the main things that have gone in there. So um, the, other, the other one is I think some of the purview now, purview instance are going in there and um, Defender for Identity from, from Entra. Not Defender for Identity. Entra Identity Protection, sorry, is going into there now. So unusual behavior um, in Entra. So it's now bringing it all into one place, and now they're all being correlated into you know big incidents and things like that. Um, so it's kind of where we are with that now. And hope at some point, I don't know when, um, you know that that unified integration with Sentinel will become public previewing in GoGA. Um, I've had access to it, and it's it seems quite good uh, from a from an, an organisation be able to see you had to query everything in one place it's really simple and um kind of the um the roles that you can generate can also feed into sentinel as well so you can see that data there as well um and i guess the only other thing to think to talk about um briefly is that in effect microsoft security copilot is going to sit on top of this here um whilst we can't we've we've seen the demos and things like that um is still in early access private preview, so we can't talk too too much about what we've seen around it. But um, definitely looks, you know, good to help with that. You know, with those instances and things like that, and with that data all being in one place, it makes it easy for it to you know to query and, and to get you the information out. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it, it's almost XDR in a way is almost. I don't want to say this, this sound in a negative way, but overwhelming the amount of data that's all being sort of pushed into one place, right? You know, and I think that um, having all of those like chess pieces onto one board, right? So they're all in one place, right? You can you can interact with them, you can use them, uh, you can you've got visibility of as much of it as possibly can because we have been for a long time had issues with three different secure scores in five different portals and five different like lists of alerts and you know and bringing it all into one place i i, I don't really come at that from a criticism sort of angle i think it's just a a byproduct of the scale of 
investment and development that's mm. gone on in these areas you know as they've built out it's been like right okay we've got another portal here we've got another technology over there they've built been you know microsoft themselves have sort of been building them in silos <laughs> if that makes sense right and then bringing them together into one single place so just having one place that you go to um that is really powerful um i think you know and that is um i, I i'm uh, you know i'll take my naivety i don't know how um the rest of the market looks from that you know, I've mm. got to be completely honest with you about how mature, you know, your crowd strikes are X, Y, or Z, right? Um, but, you know, we've seen organizations, you know, that are already heavily invested in Microsoft. It's almost a, a no-brainer to reduce those point solutions, bring it all into one place because, um, yeah, you may put all your eggs in one basket, but that basket's usually cheaper than, you know, holding three or four baskets right you know so bad analogy but anyway yeah <laughs> yeah um and it's probably and the, the good thing as well because they've been putting all, all of the portals the main portals at least into the same place is that all that configuration now so you know i'd say a good say 75 to i i feel like 75 to 80 percent of that of configuration for your security suite for microsoft is now in that portal so now you can pretty much you know configure most of it in there, um, from a from a service perspective at least. Yeah, there are you know for Defender for Endpoint you still need to deploy config, and yes, you can do it from that portal uh, if you're using the um, if you're using Intune to do that deployment, or you're using the um, uh, direct MD direct sort of scenarios with it, um, but. Yeah, that I mean that's quite good as well because trying to travel across multiple um, portals to do config is can be a pain because you can normally have lots of tabs open normally, but now all in one portal, able to navigate. And it's you know when you know when I'm going through you know this with with customers, you know where it's very easy to say now, you know, here's all your, here's all your bits. Here's all the, you know, here's your email config. Here's all your alerts. You know, it's all in one place. It's very easy to navigate. Um, yes, there is a lot on the navigation panel, <laughs> um, but it's very, it's, I, I feel like it's well-structured. Um, and, you know, from a user perspective, they don't have to go, well, which portal do I need? You go to security and it's all there. You just then got to navigate, you know, what bit you need to get to. Yeah, definitely. So, Alan, um, you know the 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 elephant in the room. You know the, the always the the tricky conversation. Um, you know what's pricing, pricing and licensing uh, like? Because it it sounds really feature rich, which usually means it's. I don't know what rhymes with that. It, it usually sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the the portal itself and its capability, its AI sort of capability, its correlation capability, etc. That is included in the end product sort of pricing. So you don't pay for the portal. That is, that's there. That's how it, that's how the products communicate. That's, that is it. That's how you configure it. So, you know, any, apart from things like Coke, you know, security copilot and anything on top of it, um, then you pay for it. So, so the products I sort of mentioned earlier, 
you know, defend for identity, defend for endpoint, defend for office, identity protection, you know, buying those, those products and then, you know, configuring them, you know, you pay for those and then you get the, you know, you basically get the backend capability in effect for the XDR. But it's kind of talking about the sort of the products you, you sort of feed into it. Um, Cause I talked about quite a few there. Some of them are, um, so you can buy them individually, the products. Um, you can buy them in smaller suites. So you can buy Defender for Identity on its own, etc. But then you can buy like the uh, Microsoft 365e, the no, Microsoft 365e5 security SKU to get a lot of that capability. Um, you can go e, you know, for e5, um, which then gives you you know the most of the end products, including Purview side things. If you go n365e5. Um, to feed into it. So you can buy those in SKUs. Um, and then Defender for Cloud is done by subscription uh, for each subscription and consumption. So that's based on what workloads you enable in that environment. And then Microsoft Sentinel. Um, so collecting the data from multiple you know, sources like you know, firewalls, things like that. Um, that is consumption again in, in is uh, charged in uh, gigabytes per day uh, the number for that exactly I can't remember um, but it's been simplified recently so based on the data you're, you're ingesting um, and what Sentinel is doing on top um, that's what you pay for in effect um, but again it being integrated into Defender XDR isn't going to cost anything that's just you know the product does that um, so yeah, it is based on the, the you know the base product basically um, around that. So as much as your license for will be fed in and unified in a single place, right? You know, there's no overarching cost for the that place itself. Nope. And like I said, you can do you know one product. I mean, it technically probably isn't XDR if you only got one product, but um, you know one or two products. You know, you don't have to have the full suite straight away. Obviously, it's better, but you can start building it up as you need to, um, depending on you know, your license strategy. Cool. Thanks, Alan. Um, anything else that you want to cover before we uh, hit the road? Uh, I don't think there's anything else to cover. There's only probably other episodes that we've done in the past. So uh, Season 2, Episode 20 was Microsoft XDR when... It was when you know, XDR was a sort of thing. So maybe if you want to see what it was like before, I guess um, <laughs> the previous episode, um, you've got season three, episode six, which, which was defended for office talking about the product itself. Uh, season four, episode 12 was defended for cloud apps. Uh, season four, episode 13 was MDI. And whilst trying to find, you know, what, what we'd covered of the suite, uh, realize we haven't done a defender for endpoint one which seems insane uh considering <laughs> how much i've we use it which just well forgotten about it it's just like day-to-day sort of thing so we'll have to do one of those in the future um but yeah no i don't think there's anything else um it's definitely worth looking into there's loads of documentation on it um there's probably loads of demos out there from from mvps uh, and things like that. Um, so yeah. Um, so 
Sam, what's the next episode? Um, yep. So next week we're going to cover um, Azure AI content safety. Um, it's it's effectively a product which allows you to test against and check uh, content feeding into your systems um, automatically. As the name suggests, it uses artificial intelligence um, to do this. Um, so what it's really doing is it's it's helping you to automatically verify uh, text, uh, images, video, etc. that's uh, maybe flowing into your organization or maybe into your products um, and, and trying to help um, the safety of uh, you, your business and your customers um, uh, to, to make sure the content is is correct that's feeding in. Um, so it's it's a it's a complex uh, challenge and um, AI is a good use case. Um, for that challenge uh, to be totally honest with you Um, so yeah i'll I'll cover the product um, how you can use it some scenarios and and yeah it should be good cool but yeah it does sound interesting um okay so did you enjoy this episode if so please do consider leaving us a review on apple or spotify this really helps us reach out to more people like you Um, if you have any specific feedback or suggestions we'd love to hear from you um, and we've got a link in our show notes to get in contact yeah and if you made it this far thank you ever so much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one yeah thanks all